You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. We're glad you're with us. We like to say, like the man just said, that we are solid, conservative, and just plain right. Hey, coming into another week right now, and it is uh, still a target-rich environment. And we have been saying all along that we are going to do everything we can on this show to give you a voice, to make sure that you've got everything it takes for you to feel like you've been educated, enlightened, entertained even, and, and certainly empowered. Um, Copper is running the board. Miss Copper, good day to you. Good day. Good day. And listen, Miss Copper took a day off on Friday, and like my security blanket, it was like this gone... We got by, Copper. We got by, but you were missed. Thank you. Well, I'm back now. I'm going to save the day. Well, I'm glad of it, so thank you very much. Well, listen, y'all, we always start off with what I call the right side way, some thoughts on things that are current in the news or maybe some, some unpacking of things that, that you know we, we feel like are certainly bare uh, being said in the public forum. And sometimes, by the way, it, it's things like, you know, what, what do we do next? How do we deal with where we are? And, and I'll, just, I'll just say this. In January of this year, I wrote a piece that was published around the state that was titled, Where Have All the Heroes Gone? And by the way, if you ever want to see that or any other thing that I've written that we put out there, you can go to my website. It's, they're all on there, rightsideradio.org. That's rightsideradio.org. Watching today's news cycle, though, I was reminded of that particular writing that I did in January. And here we are, these, what, six months later, and I'm, I'm thinking... Everything I said is even more important. See, right now, in my study, there's three rifles hanging on the wall. And, and those, those particular rifles are never going to fire again. They're, they're there simply to serve as reminders of the generations of sacrifice that made this great nation what it is. My grandfather, my father, and I each brought home one of those rifles from World War II, Vietnam, and Afghanistan, respectively. We all entered the service in Alabama. We returned here when our tours were completed, and, and both of those great men have passed away now. But I know what they would say if they could see today's news. They would be wondering aloud who in this generation is going to stand up. See, I'm reading a book right now by Sebastian Younger. It's called Freedom. It's kind of a rambling book. It's like reading somebody's personal journal, sort of stream of consciousness kind of stuff. But this morning I found a quote that I thought was so on point. The author, Sebastian Younger, he was camping near a train track and he was marveling at the size and the weight and the speed of a freight train going by. And he asked his hiking buddies, what did they think it would take to stop something like that dead in its tracks? And the only response they could figure out was another train coming from the opposite direction. But then Younger said this, quote, America could seem like that as well. A country moving so fast and with so much weight that only a head-on collision with itself could make it stop. You hear that? That's where we are right now. The existential threat to all that we as freedom-loving Americans hold dear is not so much a virus. It's not so much an external enemy. It is the fight going on within our own culture. Like many conservatives across the nation, I feel like I've gone through Alice's looking glass lately. All of a sudden, conservatives are told that everything we've always believed is right is now wrong, that basic discourse is not allowed. Dissenting opinions are lumped together like fringe. Groupthink is required as long as it fits a certain narrative. You think me wrong? We'll just spend five minutes on social media or some mainstream quote-unquote news outlet. Government leaders at all levels have browbeaten their citizens and ruined lives, crushing businesses by declaring winners and losers in a pandemic. I mean, to be sure, the coronavirus is awful. It visited my household pretty hard. 
But declaring businesses non-essential and shuttering society, keeping loved ones from visiting dying relatives in the hospitals, and then using federal relief dollars that were there to help the state, but to largely, they just are largely used it to fund more government, that creates cynicism. And then you got the whole big tech issue, protected by sanctuary laws written to protect them. It's in full survival mode right now, big tech is, knowing that they have to cancel all the opposition in order to maintain their status quo. And then the hope right now during a Biden administration that any legal action or FTC antitrust suits are going to have much uh, uh, impact. Now, I said passing through the looking glass. Well, it's like we're at the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. And so to add to the Mad Hatter's Tea Party, there is a legitimate concern right now that liberals in D.C. will do everything they can to water down the Supreme Court, degrade the efficiency and the accuracy of our voting processes, and then, of course, label everything as infrastructure so they can spend our grandchildren's money. Two years ago, these concerns would have seemed far-fetched. But then two years ago, Georgia was a red state, elections were sacred, and riots were not commonplace. Well, it's not a question, though, understand me when I say this, it is not a question of accepting a different viewpoint. I do. I fully embrace the possibilities for debate. Politics is always cyclical. What goes around comes around. I've often debated the issues, and at times I did not feel like I was prevailing, and at times I was in the minority, but I learned how to keep on working and continue with life and just fuss at the political differences. This is not that. This feels different. So for conservatives, what we're experiencing today, it feels like a crushing attempt to literally change our way of life forever. And that will not happen. Not for a freaking minute. Not one daggum minute. Because there are heroes left. And they are out there. Citizens who have voices and reason and self-will have always been the mainstay of our society. Individual citizens have rights and a say in what happens in their own homes and their lives. Dark days do not deter resolved people, and there are many who I believe will begin to work within times such as this to bring the compass back around to true north. Ordinary people do extraordinary things when time calls for them. But there's one batch of folks that I want to point out. There's one batch of folks who have the ability to make a massive difference if they will so choose. This one batch of folks can stand on the wall against tyranny, and that group is the, are the various state legislatures around the nation. You see, there's a Tenth Amendment. You've heard me talk about it on this show before. There's a Tenth Amendment to our wonderful Constitution. It specifically reserves unto the various states those powers that are not otherwise enumerated to the federal government. It is there for a reason, and its purpose has never been more dramatically illuminated than right now. It is the state legislatures who establish all the laws that govern our individual freedoms here at home. Everything from taxation, texting while driving, election laws, economic development, I mean, you name it, pandemic responses, education, all of it. All of that comes from Montgomery. All of it comes from state legislatures in every state. Those state legislatures, Alabama included, have got to begin to work, and I mean quickly, to reestablish their own abilities to come into session and govern on their own. You don't wait for another branch of government to call you. You stand up and say, we determine the need, and you go to Montgomery and you work. Laws should be enacted that protect rights to work regardless of opinions, to preserve contracts where one side can differ from the other politically. Election laws have to be tightened up even further and clarified to promote trust where trust has been lost. Here's a big one. Your budget processes have to continue to be sharpened so that they can lessen the impact of a federal government that chooses to withhold funds in a punitive fashion. Businesses should be encouraged, even incentivized, to reopen, and laws that are passed need to be passed to ensure that no one's paycheck should ever again be deemed non-essential. Each state, by means of carefully crafted legislation, can become a bulwark 
for its citizens against the increasingly and overtly burdensome federal government and their social justice oligarchs who run Washington. State senators and state representatives are the true line of defense in this fight. And if they wait till the crisis is truly upon us, then it's too late. Just because we're not California or New York or Michigan does not mean that their problems will not soon be Alabama problems. I once had a radio show host, get this, I had another radio show host one time rail at me, yell at me, hang up on me back when I was in the Senate because I was carrying a bill that he claimed was nothing but, quote, a solution looking for a problem and that it wasn't even necessary in Alabama. Remind me to tell you that story more details later on because that problem he railed about, well, it's here now. Legislation in Montgomery can be preemptive. It's okay to build that fortress before the attack, but in many ways, y'all, the attack is already here. And there is so much at stake, but there are heroes still among us. Ordinary folks, some are elected, some unelected, who will choose to take a a stand for what they hold dear, and they are indeed needed for such a time as this. And that's a wrap for the right side way. Well, listen, we have got a full show, and I don't mean like a little bit, we're going to spend a lot of time today talking about the, the notion that um, vaccinations should be mandated. Mm-mm. I bet I got some of your attention right there. How do, you, how do you feel about the fact that government is incentivizing minors with government funds to get the vaccination? How do you feel about it? And by the way, I'm not anti-vax. Not at all. But you're going to want to hear what I have to say next because it's really big government encroaching upon civil liberties. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. We'll be right back.